Welcome to Tong Talk, the first ever podcast dedicated to Master Tong's style of acupuncture. Here are your hosts, eternal students and teachers of Chinese medicine, Sean Goodman and Moshe Becker. Hello, acupuncturist friends from all over the blue planet. It's my sincere pleasure to introduce our new podcast, Dong Talk. My name is Moshe Becker, and I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner and teacher. I'll be sharing my clinical experience and be the one asking the questions. My fellow co-host, friend, colleague, and teacher, Sean Goodman, will be answering them. We will mainly discuss Master Dong's approach prevalent in Taiwan, which is different than the one taught in the West. This lesser-known approach has revolutionized the way we treat our patients who seem to love the results. We thought it's high time we share this knowledge with the global acupuncture community. And now, without further ado, let's dive into the mysteries of Master Dong's acupuncture style. Hey, Sean Goodman, what's up? Yeah, everything's good. I'm very happy to be here with you and very excited to start this podcast. Yeah, me too. So let's just dive into it. When and where was Master Tong born? He was born in 1916 in uh, Pingdu City. It's located in Shangdo province in eastern China. When did Master Tong start learning his familial style of acupuncture? How did he learn it? Well, Master Dong's acupuncture, like uh, I'm sure our listeners know, is a family tradition passed down from generation to another. According to Master Dong, his family tradition exceeds about 740 extraordinary points. I think that's really quite a lot. That's huge. Yeah, they are, they are located on the hands, feet, legs, ears, head, and face. So as a young boy, uh, Master Dong assisted his father in treating his community. But he grew up in times of war. So his acupuncture education was far from complete. Moreover, original Tong's textbooks were destroyed during the bleak era. So all Master Tong had was the memory of his family's songs, which he learned by heart. Dr. Chuan Ming Wan was a disciple of Master Tong. In his fantastic book called Introduction to Tong's Acupuncture, he quotes Master Tong. It's very sad that the original Tong's acupuncture textbooks were destroyed during war in my ancestors' era. Fortunately, I have memorized the secret key in rhymes that were passed down in my family by oral tradition. After more than 300,000 clinical cases, the effectiveness of Tong's acupuncture is confirmed completely. So, what we can learn from these quotes is that though Master Dong memorized the songs describing his family's acupuncture method, his learning was far from complete. The different wars in his era prevented him from completing his family's based internship. Nevertheless, he managed to fill in the blanks and rebuild his family's acupuncture method through a very, very busy clinic. That's interesting. And when and why did Master Dong flee China to Taiwan? So during the Second World War, he joined the Nationalist Army to fight against the Japanese that invaded China. And after the end of the war, China defeated Japan. Master Dong was uh, 29 years old, and he returned to his home in Pingdu. At his home, the Communist Army, led by Mao Zedong, easily won the battle against the exhausted Chinese Nationalist Army. This forced the Nationalist Army and its followers, led by Chiang Kai-shek, to flee to Taiwan and Master Dong among them. Oh, that's not fun to go to be a refugee and to run to another country. How many patients did Master Tong treat throughout his career? 
Well, the exact figure is unclear. It's been said that by the end of his career, Master Dong had treated over 400,000 patients. Regardless of their financial status, rich or poor, money was not a factor. Towards the end of his life, Master Dong received the honorary title, Representative of the Fine People and Fine Deeds, for his kindness and altruism five times in a row. What made Master Dong decide to teach disciples other than his family members? Well, some sources claim that his only son refused to continue his family tradition, but I'm not certain that that was actually the case. In his book, which I mentioned earlier, Dr. Chuan Ming-Wan writes that Master Dong didn't want his family tradition to disappear, so he decided to keep it alive by sharing its secrets with practitioners outside of his family. How many disciples did Master Tong teach over the years? Master Dong had trained 73 disciples, starting in 1962 and until his passing. At his instructions, their names are engraved on his tombstone in Taipei. Quite honestly, when you come to think about it, it's amazing that now, 47 years after his passing, his family's legacy is thriving and becoming very, very popular. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. How was the teaching conducted? Were the disciples sitting in class or did they just observe Master Tong treating patients? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. It's actually very different than the way we teach or study in a class today. There was no blackboard or chalks. Studying was mainly done by observation. In his textbook on Master Dong's acupuncture, Dr. Chuan Ming-Wan writes all about it and I would love to provide a few quotes. One quote is that there was no tuition fee, and another one is that Master Dong taught through observation, including his diagnosis and treatment. Students were allowed to ask patients about their condition and discuss the points Master Dong needed, but they were not allowed to ask Master Dong questions. And another quote says, after the student carefully prepared his questions, the student could knock on Master Dong's door to ask. Once asked, Master Tong would offer his answer. If the question was not prepared well, he would ask the student to further study the issue on his own. And the last quote, when learning to needle, students began needling themselves. Wow, so that's so very different than what we do today in class. No summaries, no easy-peasy learning from textbooks, just really hard-earned tuition, hard-earned learning that's 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 different that's interesting yeah no tests also <laughs> uh, there is so much discrepancy regarding theory and point locations between the different disciples so i guess it's related to your answer previously but how come can you can you explain that yeah i think that the answer lies also in dr wei chiang's quote that i found on his website and it goes like this tong did not talk much to his patients or to his students. Every time questions were raised to him, he would say, observe for yourself, then think about it. So essentially, the disciples had to figure things out for themselves. Also, they had seen Master Dong in different times in his clinic, and as his acupuncture evolved, his treatments changed. Yeah, we're never the same person in the clinic. Like one day we do, we focus on one area or points and so it's interesting to see that he was the same and he was not very dogmatic. Did Master Tong incorporate TCM points with his familial method? And if so, 
Did his indications have any resemblance to those of TCM? Well, Tong's acupuncture extraordinary points of the main channel, which was published in 1973 in Taiwan, was the only book that Master Dong had written. As a matter of fact, he did not actually write the book. He dictated the book to one of his senior disciples, Yuan Goben. As a side note, it should be mentioned that this book was translated into English by another disciple of his, Tadlin Carson. In the appendix of his book, Master Dong documented his take on the traditional acupuncture points based on his clinical experience. Some indications were similar to TCM and others were different. An example of a similarity would be triple warmer 6. Master Tong used this point to treat constipations like we use today in TCM. An example of a difference might be pericardium free, which Master Dong used for treating thumb pain. Wow, interesting. Pericardium 3 for thumb pain. That's different than TCM, yeah. And what is the story behind Master Tong's treatment of Cambodia's President Lonol? Master Dong treated many famous figures in his time, including Taiwan's defense minister. Essentially, the successful treatment of Cambodian President Lon Nol, after having a stroke, made Master Tong very famous. At the time, two books were published documenting the treatment. That provides us a general glimpse into Master Dong's clinical thinking. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting. And when did Master Tong die and what did he die from? Master Dong passed away in 1975 at the age of 59 from stomach cancer. Before ending, I must add a couple of remarks regarding Master Dong's story. First, I think it will surprise many of our listeners to learn that Master Dong was denied an acupuncturist license since he lacked Taiwanese formal education. This caused him immense sorrow as he had to shut down his thriving clinic. Master Tong did not have the privilege of living in a peaceful era. Throughout most of his life, he faced the terrors of war. Nevertheless, in his troubled times, he skillfully maintained and developed his family style of acupuncture. We should be forever grateful for his decision to teach disciples outside of his family. This highly effective method of acupuncture is gaining more and more followers around the world, thanks to its efficiency and simplicity. At the end of the day, I really believe we should honor and preserve Master Dong's heritage. I certainly agree to that, totally. We should continue and follow his, uh, his path, his way, his family style of acupuncture. Well, that's a wrap. That's the end of this episode. So, Sean, thank you very much. That was very interesting, very insightful. So thanks a lot, Moshe, and I'm looking forward for the next episode. Me too, and we hope you've enjoyed this introductory episode. Please join us next time as we delve into the difference between the 14th regular meridian paradigm versus the five zang approach. Till next time, take good care. Bye-bye. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode of Tong Talk. We'll be back soon with a brand new one. Till then, keep on puncturing and take good care.